Geek and Friends. I am your host, Scott Davis. Right alongside me, Jason Hickey. Scott, how goes it? Fare thee well. Excellente. You know what today is? Uh, today is the reason for the whole dang podcast. Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember I told you I had a friend that was reading the Wheel of Time? Yes, I do remember this. He's like on book five now. Holy crap. I know. It's like he went so fast. And he's like, I remember you saying something after book five that I should do something else. And it's like, yes, when you finish book five, you could read the New Spring. You don't have to read it. It's an option. <laughs> but... You shouldn't read the New Spring, which is a prequel story, until you have all the information of up to book five. I agreed. And then, I, don't, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Yeah. So, so I, that was my last conversation with him, which was actually, I think it was just a week ago. See, you know what you should tell him? Unless he's already started New Spring. You should tell him to do New Spring after book eight. Eight. Because that way he can get halfway through the slog. Okay. Get a little bit more of an action, more of a happening story. Yeah. And then finish off the slog with nine and ten. True. Because, folks, True. we love Wheel of Time, but there are a few books in the middle that are a little slower. <clears throat> and we'll talk about those when we get there, but today we're going to talk part two of The Great Hunt. Mm-hmm. Now, remember the last time we left off, Rand was getting some nice and fancy letters. Ah, uh, yeah. Very fancy. And and we talked about him getting letters from House Damadred mm -hmm. and from the king, which is House Rioton. Yes. Now, when he gets these letters, he's like... I can't throw this into the fire like I've been throwing everything else in the fire. Yeah. Uh, oh, because he was told by Huron that he couldn't do that. Uh, yeah, Huron got <clears throat> the better of him in that case, which is good because, yeah, let's anger the two biggest houses in the country. That's yes. brilliant, Rand. So they decide, okay, well, I'm just going to shove these in my pocket. Yeah. He does. He goes down to the gate, as he's been doing every day. Right. To find Celine. Well, and, and Ingtar and Perrin and Matt. Uh, I know he's really there for Celine. He's there but... for Celine. He goes down there, and when he gets down there, he finds out someone else has been looking. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't him. Not for Celine, but they were looking for him. Right. And, and Ogier. Yeah. And he was like, oh, where are these people? They find that these people were searching for the Ogier and for someone that looked like Rand. Mm -hmm. Nice nobleman with red hair. Oh, yeah. He's very, he's very distinctive, especially in, in Kyrian. Yes. Because everybody's a lot shorter than him and mm. looks very different. He looks like an Aiel man. Uh-huh. Although no one says that. But he does. But he does. And you don't know what Aiel men are? We will tell you about them later. We'll get there. Yes. Just just think they're tall and they have red hair. We've got 12 books to go, folks. Yes. <laughs> Rand actually, he and Loyal... Because they left Huron back at the at the inn. Mm -hmm. Him and Loyal come in contact with somebody that Rand has been looking for. Pet and Fane. No. No. Celine. Do you remember? She comes back into this one because they're at a, like a parade. What? Why and am they I thinking Fane? Because Fane factors into this. I thought Fane came in and they... Well... Because they, they burnt down... They get attacked by Trollocs. Okay. And the Trollocs were disguised as, you know, paper mache Trollocs, basically, in mm -hmm. a parade, because they do that. Yeah. But they were real Trollocs, and nobody knows what real Trollocs look like, because, oh, they're make-believe. And this is when Rand and him and Celine run, and they get into the Illuminators Guild oh, house. Oh, right. And the Trollocs are there looking for them, and they accidentally set off all the fireworks that were there for the, the King's Showcase. That was amazing. It it's pretty great. And what's it pretty much like blew off half of the well, building. And one of the things I love about it is you hear these two people arguing and you hear the people, you hear the names Aludra and Timaz. Mm -hmm. Keep those names in mind, folks. 
we will hear from those two again. Yes. And this is one of the reasons why Jordan is great is because he sets things up. He sets things way up way early that will happen further down the line. And something completely inconsequential, it might seem inconsequential, mm-hmm. he'll such, bring back later and make into an expanded thing and it's just it's great. Such as blowing some fireworks off. Right. So essentially they accidentally blow up the fireworks and Celine ditches them. Poof. Yes. So oh, she just disappeared. And Rand and Loyal head back to the inn. Yes. Which is now engulfed in flames. Yes. Um, and they both rush in there because they know Huron is in there with the chest. And they find Huron. They find no chest. And Huron is completely unconscious. His See, skull this is, is cracked. This is where I was thinking fang, oh, about Fane because I had that in my head. Right. Because thing is like, I was like, they saw Fane and then that's why they ran. And they're like, no, no, it was the Illuminate. Right. Uh, so they have to carry Huron out. Yep. And Loyal does that because Loyal's the man. Loyal is very strong. Yes. They get him out to the uh, to the outside. Mm-hmm. He's just about dead. Yep. And who would show up? Perrin. Matt. Angtar. And Varen. Because it's Varen who cures Huron. And Varen is amazing. Oh, Varen's... She's one of the best. So cryptic. And the thing is, she's subtly one of the best. It's not like... You don't see her necessarily do... Great, big, huge, fantastical things. She does nothing. It's all in the way she carries herself, yes. in the way she deals with people. She's just great. She literally is just there. Right. But by being there, she's the best. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I, okay, two things. If they cut her out of the show, I will write a strongly worded email to Rafe Jones. I do not believe she's going to be in the first season. Oh, she has no reason to be in the first season. So I'm fine we're not seeing her yet though if they are spending if they are going to faldara mm-hmm. and they are there with the armorland seat at faldara because they've they have hired the armorland seat and all those other right you know leandrin and alana and and people like that then Varen needs to be there because she was in faldara agreed so a they better not cut her out of the show and b when she's in it she really needs to have an ink smudge on her nose. Ha! It's part of her thing. I mean, yes. she, she's supposed to, she pretends to be the typical Brown sister where she's absent-minded and she's thinking about her research or thinking about the book in her pocket. But she is like five steps ahead of and, anyone. Yeah, she's so, she's one of the shrewdest characters in uh, the book. Z- books. Yes. So anyway, uh, she cures Huron and they use Huron's nose to track where the chest went. Yes. And it went, and he tracks it all the way to the gates of one of the biggest houses in the city. Mm-hmm. And they find that it is uh, Barthanus Damodred. Which is one of the letters that Rand got. Uh-huh, because he's the number two guy in the country. Yeah. His, it was either his uncle or his brother was the king. Because mm-hmm. Laman Damodred was the king during the Aiel War. Yes. And uh, so he's, he's high up there. And the Trolloc smell goes straight there. And they're thinking, well, we need, how to, are we gonna get in we, there? we need to get in there and look. He's going to be throwing a party, but how on earth are we going to get in there? And Rand says, well, I have an invitation. I was like, why don't you just use this invitation I got right here? <laughs> and then Varen's like, well, okay, well, that's good. So then, you know, I Sedai, always will. Pretty much invited everywhere. Yeah. Unless uh, you're in tier. Rand has to go because he was the one that was invited. And Ingtar is of a big enough noble house from Shinar. 
that he should be able to get in. Yes. So we have those three coming uh, going in, and then we have Heron, Perrin, Matt. Well, not Perrin. Perrin doesn't go because they could not figure out a reason for him to go. Okay. But they bring Huron as um, Ingtar's manservant because yep. he can smell the violence yep. and follow them. And they bring Matt as Rand's servant because he can feel the dagger. Yes. Because as I said, I wouldn't have a servant. They and, would have a warrior. And let me tell you, how do you think Matt reacted to having to be the servant? Just as good as he was when Rand was wearing a nice jacket. Yeah. Matt's a prickly person. <clears throat> and the thing is, Matt is one of the best characters in the book. He doesn't become that way for a while, though. Book three. Because yeah. book one, we talked about it. He's infected by Shadar Logoth the mm-hmm. entire book. And he's not himself. Yeah. Book two, he's mostly himself. But at the same time, he has to get the dagger and he's sick the entire time. Yeah. Book three, you don't get him to be good until like middle of the book. Right. He, he comes into his own in book three. And then book four just takes off like oh. a rocket ship <laughs> yeah anyway right now he's still whiny matt yes um so big party and you know er- everybody's there they've got gleeman all over the place and one of the gleeman is tom marilyn oh who rand has said hey tom how you doing because Rand has absolutely no concept of the game of houses. Not yet. <laughs> he should. He should have some idea, but he doesn't. Which is why he's been burning all these letters. Exactly. Um, because <clears throat> in a culture who sees the deepest meaning in a nod or looking a certain way, how do you think they're going to take a foreign nobleman going and addressing a gleeman by name? Not very well. No. They're going to they're gonna think that the Gleeman is like eyes and ears of this foreign nobleman. Exactly. So, uh, Rand is dumb. Don't yes. worry, folks. Rand does not stay dumb. But right now, Rand is dumb. Yes. So, and, and basically, this is all subterfuge, right? Because mm-hmm. they're there to find the chest. And the two people who are finding the chest are playing as servants so they can go anywhere and everywhere. Yep. And Ingtar, Rand, and Varen are just, you know, bumping elbows in order to look like they're supposed to be there. Yeah. So they come back and, oh, I, I also did forget to mention, Loyal is there mm-hmm. because Loyal is no gear. And O'Gears are always walking and They are revered in pretty much every land. Yeah. So they, uh, <clears throat> one of the, I believe, I can't remember if it's Huron or Matt, but they come back and say, oh, you're, oh you know what it was Huron? Because, oh, your servant hurt himself very badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he didn't hurt himself, folks. Not at all. No, they found they found where the trail ends. Which is an Ogier Grove. Yes, because Barthanis, being terrible, cut down an Ogier Grove in order to build his mansion. Yes. And uses part of it as a garden, and he's got this walled-off section where the trail ends. That walled off section is a waygate, which Loyal confirms. And that's where the trail ended, is at that waygate. Right. So uh, they use Loyal's impressive strength and hoist themselves over. And their plan is to go through this waygate to follow them. Mm-hmm. Because they're thinking, you know, we should be able to follow the smell and the ways and go yep. exactly where they went. So they, you know, rearrange the leaves and the waygate starts to open and. They don't see the reflectiveness. Yeah. They see the cloudy blackness of Mashin Shin. Yes. And as we said before, Mashin Shin is the black death. Yeah. It's basically 
insanity personified in mm-hmm. an evil cloud that will eat your soul. Yes, and so they know not to go there. Oh, yeah, because it's like it's almost like it was waiting for them, and it yeah. tries to get them, <clears throat> and they have to shut the gate and leave and essentially call it a night and go back to the inn. Yeah, so they go back to the inn, and when they get back to the inn, we're going to stop here for a second, Yep. and we're going to visit the girls. Right, because we have not talked about them at all for this book, so we're going to have to jump all the way back to Faldara. So when they're in Faldara, they were actually being tested a little bit. Yeah. By the Oberlin Seed herself. Mm-hmm. To see how much power they have, what what they can do. This was some great stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going, you're, you're joining us no matter what. So we already know right. that. So so, so they, they leave and they're on their way. And, yep. And, and on a boat. Yeah. They're visited by different eyes to die. And, Each night. And then the Oberlin comes in. And they notice that Nynaeve can't channel unless she is angry. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, the Oberlin just spanks her. The, the Oberlin is really good at making people mad. She's yeah. not... She's a very coarse woman. Yes. And she makes Nynaeve so angry. And the, the great thing was, she uses air to shove Nynaeve against a wall mm. and hold her there. Well, she was also using it to make lashes. Right. But then that makes Nynaeve so <clears throat> mad that Nynaeve just copies what she saw, except Nynaeve is a lot stronger. Yes. <laughs> and she doesn't know what she's doing either. Right. So she just shoves her up against the wall with everything she has in her and and practically like injures her because it yeah. injures her being the Omerlin because she does it with so much force. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. <laughs> I love Suan Sanche. I think she's she's a lot of fun as a character. She actually goes through a lot of changes in the series. Oh, very and, but much. But right now she's at the height of her power. She takes no crap from anyone, especially some trumped up village wisdom who just happens to be stronger on the power than her. And it's great. Maybe stronger. <laughs> Maybe. So they, they eventually, and, and this is when actually Varen leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and she leaves because Moraine leaves. Yes. And Moraine goes to search for some friends to do some research. Right. And yeah, some minor, it's like a minor side story. It actually removes her from most of the narrative of this book. Yes. It gives us a chance to see that Moraine is a researcher. Yeah. She she studies things. She's not someone that just jumps into the fray without actually knowing what's right. going on. And, and what it really reveals, too, is that because from the eyes of the characters, mm-hmm. the village kids, she knows all. Like, yes. she always has an answer. She knows everything. She can direct them she's who they go to for answers Mm -hmm. she doesn't have all the answers no and when she doesn't know she's got to go figure it out just like everybody else yeah and so she does and and that was a great scene to be able to see that information because she leaves and we don't pick up with her for a little while but when we do yeah it's yeah it's pretty good varen as we said she goes and meets up with ingtar and the boys and right and does all that fun stuff and all the rest of them continue on to tarvalon yes and when they get to tarvalon they get the girls off the boat and who's there to meet them Shiriam. Shiriam Sedai. Mm-hmm. The mistress of novices. Right. Now, she is the most kind person you will meet, but if you do something wrong, she will whip you. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. As is her purpose. Yes. Seems like a terrible job, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, they are directed to their quarters. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they see there's not a lot of novices there. Right. But also, they also find out that Nynaeve... Even though she can't channel at will, she will be accepted. Right. She's going which to is be, the second tier. Yeah, she's going to be raised up a level, and it's because she is incredibly powerful, and she's already channeling. 
Yes. And they need to get her essentially in more advanced classes. And so as an accepted, you wear white dress with like uh, a banded hem, a banded hem of, of the, the seven the colors seven of the eight, of the Ajas. As a novice, pure white dress. And it has to be pure white. Oh yeah, don't don't you dare get a stain on that thing. No, no, no. If you get that dirty, you're going to see Sherium. <laughs> we already told you what happens if you're bad seeing Sherium. Yeah. It's uh it's practically military discipline they have to yeah. to do and it's it's interesting. So when they get get there, they meet two other girls. Mm-hmm. One is Else Grinwell. Yep. And we know about her. We know about her. She was the one that was sort of, you know, Google Eye over Rand. Oh yeah. In um the Eye of the World. Right. And the other person we meet is Elaine Tracond. Mm-hmm. And we also know her. Uh, you're forgetting about a third one. Min. Okay. I said two novices. We oh, you did say two novices. All right, I'll give I it said to two you. novices. I'll give it to you. So the third thing, as Jason said, was a guest of yes. the Aes Sedai. And as a guest, you can come and visit. And she was friendly with Elaine. And this is Min, who is also the girl we saw in Barrelane. And she is the one that is able to see auras around people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's essentially almost a fortune teller. Yeah. But uh, the girls meet Elaine and... Fast friends. Fast friends, yeah. Her and Egwene pretty much hit it off right away. They're the same age. Yeah. They're from the same country, even though one's an innkeeper's daughter and the other's a, you know, daughter heir. Yeah. Uh, but what's really funny is uh, Elaine mentions, oh, you're from there. I met somebody from there. Rand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because when, when Rand told that story, Egwene thought he was full of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what happened was Rand told Egwene, hey, I met the daughter heir. Mm-hmm. Sure you did, sure Rand. You did. Sure. <laughs> but they also have the two brothers of Elaine have are there as well. Right, because they are training with the warriors. Yes. So we're having some teaching, some little bit of lessons that they're learning, and they're doing scullery maid work as well. Right. But every once in a while, you will see Egwene just going out to the courtyard in Moon Eye yeah. over Galad. That's because apparently... Glad is an attractive man. Yes. And he's very good with a sword. Yes. Now, the other thing, big thing that happens here that we, we touched on is Nynaeve's testing. Mm. So, essentially, they make them pass through this archway. And the archway, once you go through it, you know, messes with your brain. You have to do, was it 99 or how many how many? No, tests? no, that's the final test. This one is where it sends you to something, re- almost reliving your past. Okay. But you have to... Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a three. Yeah, you have to keep an eye on the way out Mm -hmm. in order to pass on. And if you don't do the way out, you might get stuck there forever. Yes. And so Nynaeve had to... uh, In one of them, she had to abandon her village in order to leave. Another one, she was married to, Lan. Yep. And had to abandon him and her children. Yeah. That was was the most heart-wrenching one I had. Yeah, it was... We're not doing it justice. No. The writing in this section is just gut-wrenching and every time she comes out she is sobbing yeah and ready to kill someone one of the best things is when she comes out at the end and she tells them i hate you i hate all of you and they just say we all felt the same way (laughs) oh it's so good (laughs) it's just oh and sharing just comforts her Mm -hmm. 
He wraps around a blanket. Yeah, it was. It's it's a really good scene. And so the girls are just learning. They're trying to get their powers better. They're trying to get you know keep right. on advancing, going to their classes, trying not to step yeah. out of line. But we want to at least get you updated as to what was happening with the girls. Right. We're gonna go back to Rand and the boys mm-hmm. and see what's happening with them. Right. So they're they're back at the inn and they have to try. They they know that Fane went through the ways with the chest. Mm-hmm. So their thing is okay. We gotta we gotta try and get to the ways a different way. Yes, because we can't get through here because the black wind is right there. So their thought is there is a steading that's a couple days journey. We're mm-hmm. gonna head there and, and see if there's a way gate there. That yeah, there should be a way gate there. We'll ask them to use their way gate. Yes. So just a quick aside because we gotta cover this. Tom, after the party, goes back to his apartment and his protege Diana. Mm-hmm is dead slaughtered yeah throat was cut yes and tom is just he is so aside with himself but he knows that this happened because he talked to Rand. yeah and and the next part i think really it sheds a light on tom that you don't see a ton in the series because most Mm -hmm. of the time you see him as a kindly older man who is very good at entertaining and very good at sniffing out secrets but then this here he hears something behind him it doesn't hesitate. He turns around. He throws two daggers, catches one guy in the throat. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, I don't remember where he hits him, but he doesn't kill him. No. But he gets answers out of this guy. And they said that it was Damadred that, that did yeah, it. Yeah, this guy said he, he was employed by Damadred. Yeah, he said he was employed by Damadred. But Tom, because he knows the game of houses. It was the innkeeper that told him. He didn't know. The innkeeper came, comes in and said, I recognize that guy. Yes. So, but I, I thought I thought it was because he knew the game of the hoses. And he knew that they would swap. He did, but like he, he but he didn't know like that street tough. He didn't know mm-hmm. who he worked for. So Tom essentially he he knows he's got to go after Damadred and murders this guy in cold blood because he hurt Diana. But it wasn't Damadred he murdered. He murdered the king. Well, no, 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 he hasn't done that yet. I'm saying he murdered the street tough. Oh, he murdered the street. He murdered tough. the street tough. And then, as all of this is being sorted out, the innkeeper comes in and says, "Tom, you you got to get here. Yeah. There's three bodies in your room, and that guy totally works for the king." So then Tom is thinking, "Okay, I have a new target. I have a target, and that's the last we see of Tom in yes. this book." Yes, but you, you got to mention it because it you don't often see cold blooded Tom, and cold blooded Tom is scary. Yes, and I love it. Which is what we thought we got when he was fighting the Murdral, but nowhere no, near. What that we got was this. that was cunning, Tom. This was I am going to murder you in cold blood because yeah. you hurt my woman. Yeah. So, Varen, Engtar, the boys, and the rest of the Shinarian soldiers are now traveling with Loyal to the uh, the the setting, mm-hmm. and they come across one of those stones with all these little symbols on it. And Rand's like, well, last time I was able to do this and we got to this other reality that we then traveled much faster to get somewhere. Right. And we beat you by months. Yeah. We, we beat you. Yeah. We were here way before you. We had to wait. Yeah. So he's thinking, hey, we can use this to travel. Right. And and he, and I did. We also forgot to mention, we, we know where Fane went because Fane told them where he was going. Yeah. He, he told them. Tolman Head. Yes, they're going to Toman Head, which is in Thalma. Yes, the city of Thalma, yes. Yes. So they end up, Varen, trying to, you know, tell Rand, okay, well, this symbol means this. I've, I've studied a little bit of this. This yeah. symbol should do this. This symbol should do this. 
So she knows he can channel. Yes. And so he then touches the symbols and he does what Celine told him to do. Right. And he concentrates and concentrates. And it didn't, nothing really happened. Right. Right away. But what did happen was Flicker. Uh-huh. Flicker. A bad story of some alternate reality. Right. It's Flicker. It's Rand, but living a different life. Yes. Flicker. Another alternate reality. Uh-huh. Like, he's married to Egwene. Right. And he's dying because he never he never got found out that he had the, um, the power within him. Right. And so the power is killing him. Flicker. Another similar situation. Right. Egwene died, and he yep. went and joined the Queen's Guard, and he's a soldier. Yep. And every time the flicker happens, you hear the Dark One say, I win again, Luz Theron. Uh-huh. Flicker. I win again, Luz Theron. Flicker. I win again, Luz Theron. Flicker. 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 And that's where we're leaving you for this episode. <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes... Flicker, flicker, flicker. Happens. Yeah. And it's great. Well, I have been your Geek Scott. And I have been your Geek Jason. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>